Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Diehard Falcons fan right here. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, about damn time. By the way, that's what Lizzo is actually singing about. Is you know, you know, Desmond Ritter starting. That's uh, I swear to God. Like if you if you if you listen to the lyrics closely, it's really it's a lot. It's check. A, check it out. That's yeah. Lizzo is literally singing about Desmond Ritter. It's super weird and specific, but uh, that's what she's singing about. <laughs> Love me some Lizzo. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Love me some Lizzo. Love me some booze. Love me some happy hour. It is noon on a Thursday on Peacock, but it is 5 o'clock somewhere. Jay Croucher, my name is Matthew Berry. Welcome into the happy hour. It's love-hate day. Week 15 is here, baby. It's here. It's, it's Ken Walker return day. It's a good game tonight. It's a, this it's is a fun a, it, one. This is actually a fun game. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be low scoring, but I think it's a fun one. We don't have to fake enthusiasm about Thursday no. Night Football. It's an NFC West show Have we ever actually faked enthusiasm? Broncos Colts, I was faking. I was faking for Broncos Colts. See, I feel like I was very genuine <laughs> in yeah. my disdain for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when I, the enthusiasm I have is for, is for betting on these things. It's for playing fantasy. It's the fantasy playoffs. It's the first game of the fantasy playoffs. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get you a win. All right, Jay Croucher, time now for some Roto World headlines. Some Roto World headlines. Let's start. Tennessee, Traylon Burks, still in the concussion protocol. Don't know what's going to happen with his status this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Any interest in Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook-Akine, your man Chigakonkwo? Yeah, that's to me, Chigakonkwo is the guy that's sort of interesting here, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later in the love-hate. He makes the others receiving votes for pass catchers here. But Robert Woods, who's had six or more targets in four of the past five games, and you know what he's doing with that? Not much. Nothing. Savaging yeah. 6.2 fantasy points per game, even when he's getting the workload. Nick Westbrook-Aquino does have two different games with double-digit fantasy points this game, but whatever. I mean, it's like one was like a... He basically was wide open. It was a busted coverage. And I, I think it's hard to expect any of that to happen here. It's also worth noting, right? You, you think about how this matchup breaks down. Tennessee, really good against the run. Chargers, really good against the pass. So my feeling is, is that it's a lot of Derrick Henry on the Tennessee side of the ball. And on the Chargers side of the ball, I think it's, you know, it's a Keenan Allen Mike Williams, Justin Herbert game. Yeah, I will say the one thing is that Nick Westbrook-Kena, he did have eight targets and a touchdown against the Jags. So he might be a guy who has a bit more upside than Robert Woods, but ideally you're not starting either of these I, guys. In the yeah, playoffs. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I think you're right. And, and by the way, could Nick Westbrook-Kena have a good game? Sure, possibly. Yeah, who knows? You never, possibly, sure. I mean, Tyreek Hill had a big game against these Chargers just last week. I think there's a bit of a difference in talent between those two players. A small difference. But, but to answer your question, sure. Could he? Yes. Am I willing to start him in a fantasy playoffs? 
I am not. No, I think that's. I mean, the that's right the, that's the case. Like, listen, guys, it's the playoffs. It's fantasy playoffs. Don't get cute. Don't get cute. I mean, there, you, you may be in a situation, an injury situation, where you have to get a little cute. That's too cute for me. Yep, agreed. All right, let's talk about the Raiders. They designate. You know Darren, who else is cute? Who's cute? Lizzo. You know Lizzo. who else is cute? Uh, Darren Waller. You. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about Hunter go. Renfro? No. Or Darren Waller. Darren Waller designated cute. to return. Darren Waller is cute. Hunter Renfro reserves. is not. Um, this one's a tough one about what do you do with Darren Waller. Yeah, I think that you have to start him if he's going to be playing, just because of the the dearth of talent. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, that's... you don't even feel good about starting George Kittle tonight, so surely no. you got to feel pretty good about Darren look, Waller. I, look, Waller. Look, the the Raiders' offense has looked bad. They've been very run heavy as well. They just haven't thrown. I will tell you that. Just a little bit of a heads up here. Derek Carr makes the hate list. Yeah. So we'll talk about him coming up here in a little bit as well. And Darren Waller, as great as he is. Hadn't been good this year, right? I mean, so far this season is averaging 7.9 fantasy points per game. That'd be tight in 18 on the season on a points-per-game basis. He's played four full games. He's had under 50 yards receiving in three of them. The Patriots are a pretty good defense. It's his first game back. But there's a reason why, as great as he is, as great as his talent is, he's outside my top 10 this week. All that said, to your point, it's such a crapshoot. It's such a dart throw at the tight end position once you get past sort of the obvious good players. So if you don't have a, a Kelsey, an Andrews, a Hawkinson, a Dalton Schultz, somebody that you feel really good about, if you don't have one of those kind of elite guys and you're in the I'm hoping for a touchdown kind of area, he's at the top of that list of hoping for a touchdown just because based on his talent. And the hope here is, is that a New England always likes to take away whatever you do what, the best. So my expectation here is Bill Belichick against his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, probably tries to um, stop the run. Yep. All right, let's or talk- stop Devontae Adams. Either way, Darren Waller should be open. Yep. Let's talk about Eno Benjamin, who the Saints claimed off waivers. Not sure there's much to break down here outside. He just goes into the Mark Ingram role. Ingram was injured. And now it's Eno Benjamin backing up Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's played five different games for different teams where he's gotten double digit touches this year. He's averaging 65 yards from scrimmage. It's a weird one, right? With Eno Benjamin, like just released from the Cardinals out of the blue. Yeah. Why is he Houston not on the signs him. Yeah. Houston signs him. And then they're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Something weird's going on with Eno Benjamin, but for whatever it is, he's now a member of the new Orleans saints. I agree with you. This is much more about depth and because of the injury to Mark Ingram, than it is about a threat to Alvin Kamara's workload. Worth noting that Alvin Kamara's workload hasn't been what it used to be because of Mark Ingram. Feels weird to think that Eno Benjamin's going to suddenly cut into that in a significant way. He's only been there for, you know, a handful of days. So, um, especially think about, like, with the Texans, he was actually a healthy scratch for two of the games he played with Houston. So, I don't know. It's worth noting just because he's a semi-name and because of the Mark Ingram injury, but uh, I'm not bothering picking him up unless I had Alvin Kamara. And I'm definitely not starting him. Yep. Okay, let's talk about Mason Rudolph, who split reps with Mitch Trubisky in practice on Wednesday. And uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, who's obviously dealing with the concussion, don't really know who of these three guys is going to be starting on Sunday in a pretty tough matchup against the Carolina Panthers, whose secondary has gotten significantly better with J.C. Horn playing at a Pro Bowl level. I don't really know there's much to do with this. Over the last month, the Carolina Panthers are a top-five scoring defense. They're really they good. Give it, they, they, they've played really well. I mean, Steve Wilkes won't get Coach of the Year consideration. He should be top-five. Yeah. 
He should but be he should. Yep. Um, what he's done to help turn around Carolina has been really impressive, and especially on the defensive side of the ball, where they are top 10 across the board in terms of fewest rushing yards allowed, fewest passing yards allowed, fewest points uh, scored allowed on them over the last month. They played really good defense here, and so whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it's some sort of committee, if you will, you don't feel good, honestly, about any player on the Steelers. I think you're still starting Najee Harris because he's the starting running back. He should get a heavy workload, even though it's a tough matchup here. If Fryermuth plays, he showed up on the report, he's a little banged up. I think you're playing him, but you don't feel good about this uh, passing game at all, especially given that it may not be the same guy throughout the game. Like if they go with Trubisky, he's struggling and they bring in Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph has had, I think, 10 career starts. Nothing about those 10 career starts gives you any confidence at all about himself or any of the players around him. Deontay Johnson, back when Deontay Johnson was good, Deontay Johnson and Mason Rudolph starts averaging 10.7 fantasy points per game. Yep. So, all like, right. what he is now. I mean, yep. like, it, yeah, I, you know. All right, let's stop talking about Mason Rudolph. Let's stop talking about some running backs. Yeah, running back buddy. Love, hate. That's the love heart. Cracks yeah. like glass. Not cracking like glass lately. James Conner played 95% of the snaps. He's lost against New England. Touchdown machine last year is uh, coming to the fore now. And he has actually a... You think that it's a tough matchup against Denver, but Denver against the rush is somewhat susceptible. They've actually allowed 100 rushing yards in three of the last four games, Jay. You're absolutely right on that. And then if you kind of look at it a little bit closer and you're like, okay, well, what do the Cardinals want to do? They no longer have Kyler Murray. They're going to want to run the ball, right? Yep. They're going to want to run the ball with James Conner, and he's just getting a massive workload. Uh, to your point, 95% of the snaps in three of the last four games. Since he returned from injury, by the way, he's the sixth best running back in fantasy. He, he's averaging 18.6 fantasy points per game since week nine. You see it there on your screen. The other piece that I think is really interesting, look at your screen there. Starting in week nine, the receptions per game, five, three, two, three, six. Like, he's involved in the passing game. To me, the six against the Patriots is the really interesting part because of Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy doesn't have the arm strength of Kyler Murray. He's not nearly as mobile as Kyler Murray, given the struggles of the Cardinals offensive line. Colt McCoy isn't going to be able to scramble around the way that Kyler Murray can to extend plays. And so what's he going to have to do? He's got to get rid of the ball quickly. Connor, who's a nice pass-catching running back, I think gets more involved in the passing game than he has been this year. Again, you saw the six receptions last, uh, last week against the Patriots when Colt McCoy was just under siege. I think he's at RB1 this week. I think no question. Yep. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point dogs in that game, so you expect it will be close enough where game script can give him yeah. plenty of carries. Let's talk about Miles Sanders, sure. one of our favorites. Just keeps on producing, and now he has a very favorable matchup. It's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in Chicago, where it will be freezing, but not too many weather elements beyond the freezing cold, and Miles Sanders in a good position to produce again. A great position. Hmm. Okay, every single game this year, literally every single game this year that the Bears have played, yeah. you know what they've done? Well, given up a lot of rushing yards. And at least one rushing touchdown. They've given up at least one rushing touchdown in every single game they've played this year. And so, to your point, uh, there have been nine games. You mentioned the, the, the line, right? The Philly by nine. There have been nine games this year in which the Eagles have won by a touchdown or more. Okay, Nine separate games in which the Eagles have won by seven or more points. And in those nine games, again, the Eagles are a nine-point favorite. In those nine games, Miles Sanders has ten touchdowns in those nine games. 
He's averaging over almost 18 fantasy points per game, 17.9 to be exact. He's averaging 90 rushing yards again. In those nine games in which the Eagles have had a touchdown or more victory, they're nine-point favorites here. Give me Miles Sanders as a top 15 play. Yep. You know who the Philadelphia Eagles play next week, Matthew? Who's that? It's the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve in primetime. I don't think that they want to burn out Jalen Hurts in the second half of a blowout against the Bears. I think it will be the Miles Sanders show on Sunday. That'll be a fun game. That's a big one. That'll be a fun game. First first meaningful game the Eagles have played all year. First big game since week two against Minnesota. Well, there was a little Monday night game where they, I don't know, they lost to... Lots of the commanders. Yeah, true. The commanders took command. I tried to uh, repress. Hail the commanders. Hail victory. Yeah. Listen, the Eagles have lost only one opponent and one opponent all year long. And you know who that is? The, the Washington, Washington commanders. commanders. Your Washington Commanders. <laughs> America's Washington Commanders. Big game for the Washington Commanders as well. Sunday Very night big. This week the against the New York Giants. We'll talk about it's it a soon. must win. It's on Sunday Night Football right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Blockbuster. All right. It's going to be a big game for Miles Sanders. Also going to be a big game, we think, for Isaiah Pacheco. Who gets the most favorable matchup in sports? The rushing defense of the Houston Texans. No team in the NFL has allowed more rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs than the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, they give up like the most fantasy points. Um, pick a stat about the Texans, and it's bad. Like, literally, pick a stat, any stat. How about this one? In 11 of the 13 games the Texans have played this year, Houston has allowed 125 or more rushing yards and so Pacheco who has a really nice workload right at least 15 touches and 80 yards from scrimmage in five straight now gets Houston all in on Pacheco top 15 play for me this week yep and with your 14 point favorites they will be running the ball yes all right let's get to some others receiving votes headlined by the resurgent JK Dobbins yeah, look, we, we talked about that long run where he didn't look 100% healthy, but the fact of the matter is he still broke it off, still also converted a touchdown. He actually saw 58% of his snaps last week. Over half his carries gained five or more yards. So Dobbins is looking explosive. Again, he ran out of gas on the long run, but as the game got on, he looked closer and closer to the J.K. Dobbins. We remember it was his first game back. You love this matchup with the Cleveland Browns who've allowed 14 rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs. That's time for the second mouse. Some of the other names you see there, Brian Robinson, who's, you know, we've talked about his workload quite a bit. Giants have allowed 160 rushing yards in four straight. Robinson gets a ton of work. And how about Chuba Hubbard, who now has back-to-back games with 17 touches, at least 65 yards from scrimmage in three of the five games since McCaffrey went away. We've talked about this. They want to run the ball. 45 or more rushing attempts in three of the last four for the Carolina Panthers. There's enough work for both Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard to be flex viable this week against the Steelers. Yep. Good for you including Chuba Hubbard on that list even after he uh, screwed you in that survivor. He's so screwed. It wasn't, he didn't screw me so much as it was, um, the one that really killed was the uh, Kyler going down, yeah. Hopkins having a bad game, playing against a guy with Evan Ingram, yeah. Zay Jones, Brock Purdy. Just a cocktail of bad. Just awful. And Foreman should have, you know, I have Foreman on a lot of teams, so it would have been nice to have him score. But the, the Blackshear one is the one that really drove me up a wall. Blackshear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking why, of, why, what are we doing with Blackshear? Why is he getting a run? Speaking of sadness, inside the 10-yard let's line. talk about the hate list. Headlined by Nick Chubb, who quietly hasn't done anything in four weeks. We talked about the Houston Texans, how everything is bad for the Houston Texans. Well, wasn't for Nick Chubb didn't do anything against them either. I know it because I bet a lot of money on him to go over 94 yeah. and a half rushing yards and he got the 80. Yeah. He hasn't had, he's had three and a half yards per carry the past four games which has coincided 
with their star center, Ethan Posick, going down for the Browns. So I think they just lost their run game in the past month. They really, they have. And then you also think about how this game maybe plays out. Ravens really good run defense. They've allowed just two rushing touchdowns to a running back in their last six games since week eight, actually. Ravens allow 43.7 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. That's best in the NFL. I mean, they've just been, they've been really, really good uh, against the run. So Nick Chubb, to your point, who's had single-digit fantasy points in three of the last four, he comes in, he, you know, inside my top 20. I'm at running back 17, but that's the lowest I've had Nick Chubb, I think, in forever. Yeah, probably in two years. Like, this is a yeah. guy who just reels off five yards per carry consistently every game, and he hasn't done it in the past four games. So yeah. obviously you're so, starting Nick Chubb, but, but I yeah, feel great about you, it. Love-hate is all about expectations. I'm lowering expectations for Nick Chubb and probably avoiding him in, in uh, I'm, I'm betting the under on Nick Chubb, not a, uh, not playing him in DFS. And finally also Jamal Williams against your fight in New York Jets. We expect a cold weather game. DeAndre Swift not on the injury report mm. so far this week. Which like in week In games in which He's not on the injury report. He plays a lot more snaps, obviously, and gets a lot more touches than games in which he did show up on the injury report and though he played. And so I'm a little worried about the workload. He's not getting any passing game usage, right? Six straight games now with zero receptions. He's also averaging under four yards per carry in that time frame. He's had under 12 fantasy points in three of the last four, even in which he scored a touchdown. Even when he's getting into the end zone, he's still scoring under 12 fantasy points in three of the last four games in which he scored. And then you talk about the Jets and their run defense. New York has not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in five of their last six games. So he makes me nervous. He's outside my top 30. Yep. I think the Detroit offense overall might be in for a bit of an awakening uh, when they play outside in the cold. Jared Goff doesn't uh, yeah. like the cold. I'm in a 16-team league. And here are my quarterback choices. Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, and, uh, and Tyler Huntley. Still Jared Goff. All right, we're going to break. Oh, when we come back, pass catch a love hate, Ugly. including Garrett Wilson. League. ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Um, I mean, that boy's a dog, man. And, uh, that boy's a dog. For real, um, he's out there controlling, controlling the huddle and, and keeping it. Um, never letting the moment get too big, man. It's, it's, it was cool to see. You know, looking back on it now, it's cool to cool to think about. So, um, you know, I know that I go to work for that boy. He's, he got something special about him. That was 
Garrett Wilson. Offensive Rookie of the Year favorite for New York Jets, plus 175 at BetMGM. Talking about his love for the great Mike White. We still yeah. don't, haven't really settled on the neck, nickname no. yet, but we're working on it around the clock. We are. Looks like Mike White is going to play through the ribs, though. I wouldn't be surprised it's, if I we mean, see like, Zach again, Wilson. Again, like the, uh, a nickname, a fun name. I mean, again, so we talked about we started the show. Like, is Lizzo Lizzo if her name is like Mary White? No. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, like Lizzo's a fun name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a great name. Yeah. Right. She's Mike got the White's. whole persona going on. Yeah. Mike White is just snoozy. Yeah. He needs us something like Cobra or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. He just is suddenly Mike, known as Cobra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cobra White. Like yeah. whatever. Just Cobra's um in town. right, you know, or um or you know, even like even like just even an adjective. Fighting Mike White. Like yeah. if Mike White just got into like a you know, like a just hauled off and punched some guy. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, he's fighting Mike White. Yeah. Let's go. Like yep. he, he should go to a bar fight tonight. Yep. Like he should just go start something <laughs> at some bar. And then he's like, he's fighting Mike White. This is like, oh, we got his back. Yeah. He's and he just man. he walks in. And he's got like you know, black and blue eyes. Maybe like a you know like a little. It's going to come uh, to know, us. Bandage. It's going to come to us. The nickname, and it's going to be glorious. Garrett Wilson has been playing gloriously since Mike White came in there. as his quarterback. Mm. He's playing pretty well with Joe Flacco at the start of the year as well. Just so long as you don't give him Zach Wilson, he just continues to produce at a wide receiver one level. In Mike White's three starts, he's averaging double digit targets. He's averaging twenty one point five points per game. That you see it there on your screen. It's a great matchup with the Lions. Since week 10, they allow the second most yards per game to wide receivers. They've allowed multiple touchdowns to wide receivers in two of the past three. Uh, like, it's Detroit. Garrett Wilson's getting uh, double-digit targets and a great matchup. Top 12 play for me this week. Yeah, a lot of chat about the Detroit Lions and their improving defense. Like, it's fine. They're slightly better. They're still a bad defense. And I think Garrett Wilson should go off against that secondary. Mike Williams is also playing a weak secondary. He gets a very favorable matchup against the Tennessee Titans. We haven't been able to stop anyone the past couple weeks through the air. And exactly. He's had a huge night. And that's, the, that's the point, right? They're really good against the run. They're bad in the secondary as well. So how does the Chargers move the ball in this game? They throw it. And they're going to throw it to Big Mike, right? So last week he played 66% of snaps. Like only 66% of the snap, two-thirds of the snaps. And yet still, six for 116 and a touchdown. To your point about Tennessee, they allow the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. They can't stop anyone. I, Mike Williams, to me, is the top 15 play this week. It would almost be better if Tennessee was slightly worse at containing the run. Might allow teams to run it a little bit more instead of just uh, throwing for 10 yards per attempt you, through the air. Titans have given up a touchdown in six straight games, and they've given up the second most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this entire year. Who's most likely to get a touchdown, him or Keenan Allen? I think it's Mike Williams based on the, the size and the red zone usage. Yep. So, yeah. I'm with you there. Let's go to Dalton Schultz, who's been resurgent since Dak Prescott. Never got the, yeah. never really kind of made music with Cooper Rush, but uh, no, he did not. is doing it with Dak. Since Dak returned in week seven, he's got a 20% target share. 20% yeah. for a tight end. In this economy, I'm all in, especially when you think about the Jaguars, right? He's, he's playing Jacksonville. They've given up over 100 yards to tight ends in three of the past four. They've given up a touchdown to a tight end in three of the past four, including four total touchdowns. I think Dalton Schultz in this game against Jacksonville, which has a sneaky high over-under. It's the fourth highest on the slate at the yeah, moment. 48. Yeah, and so we're expecting a lot of points to be scored in this Jags-Cowboys game. Yeah, I have Dalton Schultz as a top five fantasy tight end. Yeah, who's definitively above him at this point outside of... Kelsey obviously is, but then Andrews. I, I know Andrews has been bad recently, but I'm still I'd still start Andrews over him. Yeah, I, I mean I think you know 
I have Hawkinson ranked ahead of Schultz, Schultz. so probably still Hawkinson too. But he's right there. He's yep. a top five guy. Okay. Let's uh, let's go to some others receiving votes. Headlined by Brandon IU, who despite having Brock Purdy as his quarterback, continues to produce. Yeah, and they're playing tonight against Seattle. So we're gonna we're gonna preview the game coming up a little bit later in the show. But just talk about IU very quickly. Over the last four weeks, the Seahawks allow the third highest catch rate to opposing wide receivers. Debo Samuel injured now. That's a 24% target share that's up for grab. And in the eight games this year in which Ayuk has gotten at least six targets, and you think he's got a good shot of getting there with Debo Samuel on the shelf, he's averaging 15.2 fantasy points per game when he gets that kind of look. And now, again, does he have the connection with uh, with uh, Brock Purdy that he had with Garoppolo? Not yet. But I think just by process of elimination and the matchup here, uh, Purdy and uh, Ayuk should be a thing moving forward. Yeah, it's an interesting one because the Seahawks pass defense, their whole defense is just terrible. On the other hand, Brock Purdy has, is one, he's Brock Purdy. He's still the guy taking last in the draft. Now he's right. got this strained oblique. So he might not be able to throw the ball 30 yards and it might not matter because the Seahawks pass defense is that bad. Let's talk about Christian Watson, who has a matchup against the Rams. Look like Aaron Donald probably not gonna play in that one. And Watson just keeps on scoring touchdowns for fun. Four straight games with six or more targets. He's got a 24% target share since week 10. And about half of his passes on that and, and that stretch have come on deep passes, 15 or yards more downfield. The reason I mention that is because the Rams really struggle against deep passes. They're allowing the third highest catch rate to opposing defenses. And I don't have a stat for this, but I'm just going to tell you, Aaron Rodgers, he listens to all the chatter. You no think? one listens to the chatter the way Aaron Rodgers listens to the chatter. Yeah. Like you chatter a little bit and he... Aaron Rodgers right there. Yeah. Like he, There's bugs on the wall. Constantly, constantly. Yeah. He is, hi, Aaron. He's literally watching right now. Good day, Aaron. Like, he's, um, he uses all of it as motivation. So he's going to be like, man, you know, everyone's writing me off. Everyone thinks the Packers are done. We're still alive for the playoffs. We've still got a shot here. And I'm at home on Lambeau in prime time. Aaron Rodgers in prime time at Lambeau Field. He's had two weeks to prepare for this matchup. He's had two weeks to, to study the Rams and their secondary you know, it's like, now everyone's talking about Baker Mayfield. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm 12, damn it. I'm 12. Aaron Rodgers is going to ball out on Monday night. And one of the ways he's going to do it is Christian Watson. And you know how I know this? Not just the targets, not just the production. But you remember the Dynasty League that I'm in, that I yeah. played against the guy that has stupidly started, stupid Ed, and he started Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram against yeah. me and Zay Jones Was and Brock Bob Purdy. Tunyon? Bob Tunyon this week yeah. or something? No, no, no. So he's got all those guys, right? You know, and last week I had Kyler Murray, of course, and DeAndre Hopkins. And just, anyway, this guy, Ed, this stupid guy, Ed, has Christian Watson on his team. Didn't right. play him last week because he was on a bye, but now he's back. He's going to play Christian Watson. He's going to get four touchdowns. He's absolutely, he's <laughs> going to, you know he will go off. Yeah. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee. Yeah. With I the, went Foghorn with, with Leghorn on Yeah, it. with the O in the yeah, middle instead I of the I guarantee yep. Christian Watson will have a big game. He's a very viable wide receiver three this week. Okay. Let's pivot to the hate list. Headlined by Mike Evans, who, again, it's just been... It's been a year of almost for Mike Evans. I just think about the plays that he has just. You don't want to do. You don't want to do the others receiving votes. No, I got. I, told. I took too. I got too. I took too long with Christian Watson. Apparently, you went too long. Yeah. All right, fine. You want to? You want to race through a point on, on Chicken Conquer? Yeah, Zay Jones, Greg Dolchitz at Arizona. I don't care if it's him, Wilson, or uh, Brett Rippon. 
start your tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. And Chiggy, let's get Chiggy with it. Chigga Conquo uh, now has three straight games with five or more targets. Chargers allow the most yards per reception to opposing tight ends. I think he's a viable streamer this week. But yes, let's talk hate. Yes, let's not get Chiggy with Mike Evans, no, who uh, has seen a steep decline. He has been a couple plays away from his stats looking a lot better, but just doesn't seem to be the same dynamic passing attack. What week are we in right now? 15. All right, so week 15. Yeah. If I said something since week 9 hadn't happened, mm. that's a long time, right? That's week f- 9 to week 15? That's a reasonable amount of time. Six that's weeks? six weeks, I mean, by my I mouth. mean, Right, and so as the crow flies, it's six weeks. And so it just feels like that's a decent enough sample size given mm. what we're dealing with here. He's not that much in that time, Mike Evans? He's wide receiver 59. Wow. So he's on out- a points-per-game basis. So he's outside he's the top 58. A, he's barely a top 60 wide receiver <laughs> on a points-per-game basis since week yeah, 9. And then you think about this matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. They've allowed the second-fewest touchdowns to wide receivers this year. They allow the third-lowest catch rate to wide receivers. Tom Brady does not, you know, again, the narrative of Mike Evans changes if that penalty doesn't get called back, but it calls the touchdown back, but it did. And so it hasn't. So, yeah, unfortunately, Mike Evans, I'm lowering expectations for him. He's my wide receiver 25 this week, which isn't as low as some of the other people, but that's as low as I've ever had Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Mike Evans. No, he I, got I that, that touchdown. If he had that catch against Carolina, which was a walk-in 60-yarder. He's great. He's, he's just, he, the, the ball has not bounced his way this year. Yeah. Also hasn't bounced the way of Adam Thielen, kind of in that same cadre yeah. of receivers, Mike Evans. And uh, the Colts have been well, sneakily good against wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's in the same category of wide receiver as Mike Evans. I mean, I think Mike Wevin, Evans, especially at this well, stage of their veteran career, touchdown-dependent guys who are not performing. Which is fair. I, I just I think Mike Evans is just a much better wide receiver. He's a better receiver. You know, sure. Thielen's good, but, you know, um, at this point in their careers. Uh, the fact of the matter is, though, is you, you mentioned the matchup with Indianapolis, and that's correct. They're really good against wide receivers. They haven't allowed more than 60 receiving yards to multiple wide receivers in the same game all year. So if you figure, oh, well, Justin Jefferson's going to get his, he's probably going to get to over 60. Well, again, they haven't given up 60 yards to multiple receivers um, in the same game all year long. They actually allow the fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Hard to really, you know, get excited about Adam Thielen in this one. Again, he was on the love list last week, and he paid off. This week, he makes the hate list. Yep, I like it. All right, before we go to break. You like the hate? Uh, yeah, I do like the hate on this one. I think the Colts have a sneaky, competent defense, and they should be able to keep him in check. Probably. All right, before we go to break, a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates, player news, plus much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. When we come back... For free! Quarterback free. love hate. The app is free! It's free. It's very free. You doesn't matter if you're cheap, it's free. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. 
Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. There's been a lot made about Justin, about where he's ranked as a quarterback and everything. What do you think about your quarterback? Uh, he's the best in the league. Straight up? Straight up. What makes him unique? Composure, confidence, um, playmaking ability, um, size, everything. Uh, he's just getting better. He's just starting. Um, he, he's about to blow this league away. That was Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen making the emphatic declaration that his quarterback Justin Herbert is the best in the league. Not sure I would agree with that, but super he's been weird. playing. Like it's it. super weird that Keenan Allen has been in the NFL as long as he has and has yet to see Patrick Mahomes play <laughs> yeah. football. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah. It seems weird. Seems weird. But like, I mean, like you know, if all you see is Justin Herbert, then you probably think, yeah, Justin Herbert is the best quarterback. He's pretty good. In the I mean, the gap between him and Tua Tagovailoa on Sunday night looked like Was the gap between someone and the best quarterback in the league. Was significant. Herbert. Uh, Herbert. The, the truth yeah. of the matter is, is that on a pure skill standpoint. Herbert's right up there. He might be. Like, last it, season, a lot of the advanced numbers said Justin Herbert was the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, if you had an actual NFL draft yeah. and every player was in the pool, like, I don't know who's picking four, but I tell you, that guy ain't getting Justin Herbert. You know yeah, I mean, like, he, it would like it would be Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert in some order would be my guess. I think it's guess. that order that you said. It'd be yeah. Mahomes, then Allen, then Herbert, I yeah. think. Would yep. be the right, you know, yeah. and then my guy, my Jalen Hurts guy, would yeah. be up there. And then uh, Taylor Heineke would be um, four hundred and sixty-first. Oh man, Justin Herbert though is yeah. on the love list. Carson Wentz four sixty-two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Justin Herbert, I think he's gonna have a monster game. I, whether he's the best quarterback in the NFL, I don't know, but he might be the best quarterback in fantasy this week. He comes in at number four, my quarterback ranks, but wouldn't be surprised if he winds up at number one here. We've talked about this matchup again. Tennessee really good against the run, really bad against the pass, which is one of the reasons why Mike Williams made the love list as well over those last four games incidentally coincides with Keenan Allen coming back Justin Herbert's averaging 21.5 fantasy points per game he's averaging almost 44 pass attempts per game you see it there on your screen the game log in terms of how good he's been going second most passing yards allowed per game the Tennessee Titans over the last four weeks they're also giving up the second most touchdown passes this year Herbert should be nothing short of spectacular if you made the playoffs with him as your quarterback, you're feeling good this week. Yep, I'm with you. And I think the most encouraging thing is that the Chargers were leading that game against the Dolphins basically the entire way yeah. after the first quarter. And Justin Herbert still threw the ball 51 times. So it's clear that they are committed to throwing the ball. He's not running as much as he'd like this yeah. year. I think a lot of that was with the ribs earlier on. He has had some rushing games, but regardless, if he's going to throw it 51 times, then he's going to be a top four quarterback yeah. in fantasy. The only concern... And it's a very small one. The only concern is if the pace of play in this game isn't that much because I do think Derrick Henry is going to have a lot of success yep. running the ball against the Chargers. And I just think they're going to grind out these, like, you know, 10-play drives against the Chargers. It's going to be Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry over again. We're due for a big Derrick Henry game. 
It, yeah. it looked like it was going to be last week, and then he had two yards in the second half. But, right. uh, yeah, it's coming at some point, and it might be against this bad Chargers rushing defense. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Sure. A guy who used to throw the ball 51 times. Doesn't need back, to anymore. Yeah. Now it's the yeah. uh, the Zeke and Pollard show, but he's yeah. still on the love Micah list. Micah Parsons is super annoying for those of us that have Dak Prescott in fantasy because they don't need to get into shootouts anymore. Yeah. Like, the, that defense, defense is really good. Yeah. Having said that, again, we talked about this game earlier in the show. This is – we think this is one of the sneakier, higher-scoring games – like, again, I think it's the fourth highest on the slate at the moment. And it's a good matchup with the Jaguars. I mean, they're, they're bad against the secondary. Like, they're, they're given the, the third most passing yards per game over the last four weeks. They've been, giving, uh, they've been allowed 22.4 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks over that stretch. The last five quarterbacks, Jay Croucher, yes, the last five quarterbacks to face the Jacksonville Jaguars have all scored at least 17.5 fantasy points. Dak Prescott gets that number easily this week as well. He's my number seven quarterback. Dak is back. Dak is back. That's a yeah. weird game. Cowboys four-point favorites, total 48. I don't know what to make of the Jags. What are the Jaguars? Like, they played, they beat the Baltimore Jaguars. with Lamar Jackson when he was playing, and then they have the big win over Tennessee in Tennessee, and then between that, they get blown out by 26 by the and They also went to L.A. and kicked the crap out of the Chargers yeah, in the then, beginning of the year when we thought the Chargers were good. They lost to the Texans. They're the only team they, to lose to the Texans. Right. They get blown out by 26 by the Lions. Like, what the hell is this team? You know, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, it's the very confusing. I don't like it. I, like, I, I don't like when things don't make right, sense. It, make, it makes no sense at all. The, the only, what makes less sense? Let me, a question for you. What mm. makes less sense? The Jaguars as an NFL team. Yes. Or the Jaguars mascot wearing a thong. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's right. It's on brand. It is on it's brand. It doesn't make sense. Because he's got fur. Like, you can't see any private parts. Like, he doesn't need a thong. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need, he's not covering anything up. Because he doesn't have anything to cover up. Like, you would assume that whatever he has to cover up is covered by the fur. Yeah. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, he's a kid-appropriate mascot. Nothing makes until sense. Then, until then, he, he wears the, like, you know, he wears the string bikini. Like, he's, like, and all of a sudden, it's, it's up his butt. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the thong. It's the, the, you know, he's, you know, all of a sudden, he's, like, you know, he's on Instagram promoting Bang Energy or whatever. Like, he's, you know, he's, like, no, nothing, whatever. Uh, nothing makes sense in Duval. It's like mm -hmm. a David Lynch movie. Yes. Mulholland Jags. Anyway, let's here's, talk some... here's what does make sense. Starting Dak Prescott at quarterback this week. Yep. Let's get to some others receiving votes. Headlined by a guy playing tonight, the immortal Brock Purdy. All right, so this is this is you, you got to squint to sort of see it. The argument for Brock Purdy is that he's he's healthy enough to start. You know, he had the oblique, but he's going to go as well. Seahawks defense really bad. Since week ten, they're giving up 410 offensive yards per game, fourth most in the NFL. Brock Purdy has averaged 18 fantasy points per game over the last two weeks. He's had multiple touchdowns passes in both games this year. Dump offs to Christian McCaffrey that he then runs for 40 yards. They count. Those still count. So Brock Purdy, I do think, is a, you know, a risky but viable QB2 this week. I love Aaron Rodgers. We just talked about this. Aaron Rodgers at home, off the bye, at Lambeau, makes another statement. Uh, again, he is, uh, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder. And he wants to show everyone what they're missing out. And look, no one's ever excited about starting Matt Ryan, and that includes the Colts. No one wants to actually start Matt Ryan, but I do think if you're truly desperate and you're scrounging around you know, and like you've been beating the waiver wire for the Mike Whites and the Brock Purdy's of the world, you're in a deeper league. I think you could do worse than Matt Ryan, who faces a Vikings defense that since week 10 is allowing 335 passing yards per game, over 300 passing yards in five straight. Harrison Smith didn't play last week. We don't know if he's going to be able to play this week as well. That's a big loss to that secondary. 
sort of think Matt Ryan could be okay here. Matt Ryan's your 3 a.m. closing time. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, like, you're definitely like, you know, on, on fantasy football pregame, we always do like how drunk do you have to be to start this guy? We always yeah. do our beer goggles segment. And like, I'd want to be pretty buzzed to, to start Matt Ryan. But I have to tell you, there have been times, Jay Croucher, in my life <laughs> when I have made decisions pretty hammered. Pretty hammered. There are you know? worse decisions you can make. And, I have, and, and, and not all of them I've regretted. Yeah. There's some decisions <laughs> that I've made completely blasted out of my mind. And I woke up in the morning and said, you know what? All right. Yeah. That good, was all right. Good for you, Matthew. Good for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will admit that sometimes I, the next morning, are like, you know what? I don't regret that at all. And then, you know, the woman next to me is just like, oh, God, what I do. Right. I mean, so I understand, you know, listen, it's, you know, it's not always two-sided, but I'm just saying there's the times I've made decisions drunk where uh, I've been okay with them. Okay. Well, let's talk about some more decisions. I thought I'd get, I could be honest with you. I thought that would get a better reaction. <laughs> I gotta be honest yeah, with you. I, I thought that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> I didn't think he saw where I was going. Honestly, I thought I was, I thought I was going to get a good laugh out of you and I didn't. I didn't. The, apparently right, so, the control, the control room, room loves it. Yeah. Just so you know, Charm they like it. that. They like that. <laughs> Boy. All right. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, just imagine you got drunk and then the next morning you wake up next to me. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a bad night. Oh that's a bad night, Jay Croucher, yeah. for you. For me personally, that would be a very strange evening. It would yeah. be a very strange evening. It would take some strange well, time. Well, listen, the, the, I will say this. The NBC Sports holiday party is tonight. <laughs> yeah, so a boy Maybe, can dream. Well, you, know, you never know. <laughs> Night's young, dream. Jay Croucher. Yeah. Let's see when I do some shots together. Yeah. I'd rather wake up to da- next to Jared Goff. Fair enough. And he's on Fair the hate enough. list, though, for you. He is, unfortunately, on the hate list. Look, Jared Goff was on the love list last week. He showed up as a top three fantasy quarterback. He was just awesome. I think the cha- tune changes. One of the reasons we loved Jared Goff last week, he was at home. He's great at home. This week, not so much. He's on the road. We don't like it. He traditionally has not been good on the road. He's traditionally not been good when he's under pressure. He's traditionally not been good in cold weather. All three things are going to happen this week. He's on the road at the Jets. We expect it to be cold weather. And oh, by the way, the Jets really bring pressure. And so uh, when he is under pressure, Jared Goff has struggled. Look, in three of the five road games this year, he's had under seven fantasy points. Just absolutely brutal. He's averaging just eight and a half fantasy points per game on the road this year. He has just two touchdowns on the road this year. And then you think about the Jets who have allowed the second fewest passing touchdowns per game this year. It's a very low uh, over under in this one, 44 and a half. Last, uh, last I saw it, we, we actually expect that because the Jets will be able to move the ball against the Lions. They're favored here. Yes. Uh, right? The, it's pick right now. It's actually it's going pick. back to pick. Oh, so yeah, so the Jets open is the favorite. Yep. But yeah, it's, it's been moving around. The thing with Jared Goff is if you, you go back through his game long, He's literally never had a good game on the road. It's a Detroit Lion. Outside of like one random game early last year against the Bears, who have an awful defense. The past two games, he was on the road this year against the Giants and the Bears. He had 401 total yards and one touchdown. And those are much, much worse defenses than the Jets that he's going to get this week. He, he, like, there's very few people that are like, woohoo, I'm in Detroit. But yeah. Jared Goff is one of them. He loves Detroit. He loves Detroit. He loves the dome. Loves he a loves controlled the dome. environment. Controlled, controlled environment. Climate. He, li- he, likes, he likes a clean pocket. Yes. Yeah. Loves a clean pocket. So, anyway, and I don't think he's going to have that. He's my QB 19 this week. Yep. Also, probably not going to have a clean pocket is Derek Carr going up against Matthew Judon, who has 14 and a half sacks. The quietest 14 and a half sack season through 14 weeks in NFL history. 
don't think people even... How many people... been unbelievable. What percentage of NFL fans could pick Matthew Judon on the street? I'm going to say like 6%. I, I, yeah. I would got, take the under. Yeah, he's got four, 14 and a half sacks, and Derek Carr is going up against him. He's another him. guy with just... Part of the problem is, is he doesn't have a cool nickname. It's just... There's just yeah. no branding there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's you know, he needs, to be, he needs to be... A, yeah, just Mean Joe Green or whatever. Yeah. Like, he just MJ needs to, Money, something. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying... Like, think about like, it. Like, you know, when you think about sort of the, you know... It's yeah. a cool name, though. At least. Matt, it's not Matt, Mike White. Matthew, Matthew. Judon. Oh, I, you, the Judon part of it. Yeah. I thought you meant Matthew. It's too easy. Is a, yeah. is, is yeah. a cool name, but I yeah. agree with you. But listen, between the two of us, we have 14 sacks in the season. We've had a great year, the <laughs> yeah, two of us. Matthews. Yeah, the Matthews yeah. are crushing it. Here's the thing. I 100% agree with you uh, about Derek Carr struggling. There have been three quarterbacks this year, only three, that have scored even 17 fantasy points against the Patriots. Two of them had rushing touchdowns in those games. Derek Carr, not the most mobile of guys. He does get Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back this, this week, and while we're not recommending Renfro and Waller's only you know, startable because he's a tight end, he does get some more passing weapons back. But to our point about quarterbacks struggling under pressure, to your point about Judon, Derek Carr uh, and the Raiders – having to face a Patriots team that is third in the NFL in pressure rate. I think they struggle. Since week 10, they're allowing under 200 passing yards per game. Josh McDaniel seems to just want to run the ball. Yep. Like just a Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. And maybe he learned his lesson from last week, but I don't want to take the chances in the fantasy playoffs. Derek Carr on the hate list. Yep. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, Thursday Night Football preview. Didn't think Geno Smith v. Brock Purdy would be a blockbuster at the start of the year, but it is, and we'll talk about it. And here we are. All right, Sunday Night Football. Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants battled Matthew Berry's Washington Commanders in this NFC showdown playoff spot on the line. Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Look at Taylor Heineke. He looks like Brad Pitt and Troy. Yeah. Unbelievable. He looks awesome. And Saquon <laughs> Barkley, Daniel Jones, does not make <laughs> yeah, the Daniel Jones card. does not make the cut. By the way, also the return of Chase Young. Chase the Young, return of ex- Chase Young. Chase Young expected to be active and playing for my commanders and your commanders, America's commanders, uh, on commanders. Sunday night here on not NBC and Peacock. Going to be a great game. 7-5-1. 7-5-1? It's unbelievable. 8-5-1. It's like both of these teams Four, eight, and one, but uh, they're not. And uh, whoever wins this is very likely going to the playoffs. Two other teams in the playoff mix in the NFC. San Francisco 49ers, they will be in the playoffs. And then the Seattle Seahawks, who kind of need to win tonight to get in. They do. Because they are sliding a little bit. Yeah, I'm rooting for the 49ers. As a Commanders fan, I'm rooting for the the Niners. And, by the way, Giants fans should also be rooting for the Niners. Yep. I think the wheels are coming off the Seahawks. I don't think a little bit. Good. I don't uh, think the, good. the truth of the matter, listen, I'm not the biggest Pete Carroll fan. Like, I think Russ Wilson bailed him out and the defense bailed him out quite a bit many of the years. But I will say this. I think he's done a phenomenal job this year. For a team that everyone oh, yeah. wrote off and everyone was just like, Geno Smith, whatever. The entire team, like Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron, their offense coordinator, they've done a great job. Yep. You know, kudos to the entire Seattle organization. This is a tough matchup, though. So let's talk a little quarterbacks here. I think you're still starting Geno Smith. Well, just like again, it is a tough matchup here. Played at San Francisco in week two. He had 6.1 fantasy points per game. It was one of only the two games this year they didn't throw a touchdown pass. One of only three games where he had under 200 passing yards. But he is more confident. He's more in that system as well. If there is a weakness to the Niners' defense, it is that secondary. They're actually 23rd against the pass over the last four weeks. I know they didn't show it last week against Tampa Bay, but since week eight, He's the fifth-best quarterback in fantasy on a points-per-game basis. He's had seven straight games with two or more touchdown passes. 
they may be down in this game as well and throwing, especially given the fact that the run game is banged up and they won't have a lot of success in the running game. I do think Jano Smith is a low-end QB1 tonight. Okay. Let's talk about the pass catches in this game. How many are you comfortable with? Are you starting? Well, before we move off, let's talk real quickly about Brock Purdy. Okay. Let's talk Brock Purdy. Well, we talked about him a little bit here. He's, other he's receiving on the low as well. So, again, he's in my QB13 this week. So, he's a, he's a risky QB2, but he's on track to play tonight. All right. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the pass catchers? Yeah, I want to talk about the I'll pass talk catchers. About the best yeah. catchers How many are you comfortable starting? I think Lockett and Metcalf, you just have to start. Ayuk, I think, has done enough with Brock Purdy. And then you're probably starting George Kittle just because you have to and it's tight end. But who are you feeling good about in this game? Uh, I feel good about Tyler Lockett in this game. You know, I mean, again, like he's had six straight games with a receiving touchdown. You think about week two against the Niners, nine for 107 on 11 targets in that game as well. DK Metcalf very quietly, the seventh best wide receiver in fantasy since week eight, averaging over 18 fantasy points per game. He's got a 28% target share. Now he struggled the last time these two teams faced, but both guys inside my top 20, both guys I think you're absolutely starting. Uh, as you see on your screen there, what they did against the Niners the last time they played. But a lot of football's been played since week two. A lot of football has been played since then. Let's talk about Ken Walker, because I think Ken Walker is probably the guy that the most people who play fantasy are going to have the toughest time with this yeah. week. I think he is kind of the seminal guy. Am I starting Ken Walker or Najee Harris or J.K. Dobbins in that spot? Because there's just so many factors swirling. Damn. Toughest defense in football to go against. He's got the ankle that he's dealing with. He wasn't playing well, or at least he wasn't being efficient the month, the full month leading up to yeah, his injury. The, the, saved the, by touchdowns. Saved by touchdowns. That's exactly right. And I think he's got a chance of getting into the end zone tonight. But I would agree with you. I think, I think I'm much more concerned about Ken Walker's floor than I am excited about his upside. Right? Like in, in the other meaning that like. I think there's a chance that Ken Walker has a decent game here, that he gets in the end zone, and that just pure volume gets him there to like a usable, you know, top 20-ish running back performance. But I also think there's a chance that he has like 3.6 fantasy points, that, that they just completely shut him down, that he's not 100% healthy, um, and that they use, they use some Tony Jones and Travis Homer in this one as well, and that, uh, and that he does have a bad game. So there's definitely, he is a very risky start. And I don't know that the reward necessarily matches the risk. Niners have allowed the fewest rushing yards to opposing running backs this season. No running back has reached 60 rushing yards in a game against the Niners so far this year. Three of the past four games, to your point, Kenneth Walker averaging three yards per carry. Three of his past four healthy games. Now, again, you've been saved by the touchdowns. If they get in close, my expectation is they'll go to him. So maybe he falls into the end zone here. He's my running back 23. He is a hope for a touchdown flex tonight. I just... It's the playoffs, and you may not have a better choice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just it's – a, it's a little bit of how lucky do you feel. I don't think he has a massive game here. I think you're, what you're hoping for is a floor game. Yep. I think you can feel okay going down with Ken Walker. And I think one thing is that he was getting more receiving work. Like, yeah. he had what? He had, like, 6 for 55 against Tampa Bay in Germany. Like, he has been used more in the past game. And in a game where I think they're really going to struggle against the San Francisco defense, maybe he does get some dump-offs. And you're probably hoping for, yeah, five receptions for 25 receiving yards right. and then 35, 40 yards on the ground and then a touchdown, which the, I think is viable. Right. The only concern there is do they bring in Travis Homer? That yeah. If he's less than 100%, if they don't feel like the ankle is 100%, do they bring in – because that's often Travis Homer's role, right? I mean, and so earlier in the season, Homer was a bit banged up and Walker was getting all that work. And I, I don't know, you know. 
Travis Homer played 91% of the snaps last week. He didn't do anything with him, but he played 91% of the snaps last week. Um, and so, I don't, you know. At least with I Walker, know. it's not, I know you're weighing up a decision of Ken Walker, Latavius Murray, right? I'm in a league, yeah. Walker, he at least does have home run potential where no matter what defense he plays, he can break one. He can break a 60-yarder. This is true. In ways that guys like Latavius Murray probably can't. This is 100% factually correct. So, um, so anyway, but that's, I mean, we're telling you what you already know, right? Which is that Ken Walker's a risky start. We know about the talent. It's a tough matchup. We don't know about the health. He's not on. He doesn't have an injury designation going tonight. He's yep. not. Been list, full practice. Pete Carroll said he was going to be listed as questionable, and then he actually wasn't. Sometimes I don't think Pete Carroll's actually at practice. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Pete Carroll just sort of goes out to the podium yeah. and like the, like somebody else is running the team. Yeah. There's sometimes that because there's a disconnect there. I don't know what's going on exactly. When Pete Carroll was explaining that Ken's got an ankle, but it's not a it's not a sprain, it's a strain. I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable with this diagnosis at all. But a little nutty. he will be out there. Before we get into our bet MGM props, one I want to throw at you, Matthew. This yes, is my sir. favorite bet in football at the moment, and it's got to do with this game. Okay. I'm, I'm all ears. Kyle Shanahan, mm. coach of the year, oh. is 40 to 1 okay. on BetMGM. He's not one of the top seven, eight favorites. I make San Francisco, but a really easy schedule as well. After this, they play, they got a game against the Cardinals, the Raiders, and they've got one other that is an easy one. I think they're plus 350 to run the slate. If they run the slate, they end the season on a 10 game winning streak. They go 13 and 4, probably get a two seed, having started three different quarterbacks, yeah. including going 6 and 0 with Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. I just think that if he That's does that. That's a great that, call. And, That's a great call. And if Nick Sirianni, everyone's like, Nick Sirianni is a huge favorite. Nick Sirianni plays Dallas next week in Dallas. Right. That's, the, that's their biggest game of the season, with no disrespect to the primetime game against the Commanders. Yeah, yeah. If he loses that game, that's his one big game. That's like Ohio State losing to Michigan. Sure. Like, there is going to be a stench around his case if he loses the one big game of the season. And so Shanahan, I think, is right there. Yeah, and I'll just, I'll just tell our, our listeners and our viewers, like I know that awards props, that's your, that's that's, that's your money spot right yeah, there. That that's is that's something you're really good at. So I, I like that call at BetMGM. Uh, really especially that uh, Kyle Shanahan, 40-1 to 1, to win Coach of the Year because you could easily see that. It's also, by the way, there's a little bit of there's, – there's been so much talk about Sirianni over the year that I feel like people are sort of over him. Yeah. And it's not fair. That's not fair to Nick Sirianni. But the fact is is that you sort of become – it's one of the reasons why Belichick, who should have won Coach of the Year for a decade straight, yep. only won once because yep. you just sort of get a victim of your own success. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. You expect it. And I feel like we're sort of there with Sirianni a little yep. bit where we're just like, yeah, yeah, the Eagles are good. We get it. It's going to be hard for him to win if he loses to Dallas. That's I, such a big game. A thousand and people percent. Love, like everyone knows Shanahan's a great coach. And also he's never won it before. Right. And he is a coach of the year caliber it, it, coach. He wins six in a row with Brock Purdy, his yeah. third different quarterback. This, I mean, like, I'm with you. Yep. Uh, that makes it uh, it becomes the second seed in the NFC. Yep. Uh is a pretty good bet. And by the way, when you do bet that at BetMGM, use promo code Barry. Uh, for a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 Speaking uh, at of that, Matthew Berry, the action never stops at BetMGM. Sign no. up now using bonus code Berry, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code Berry, B-E-R-R-Y, to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. If you're watching on TV, you see, or, or on the clip, you just see there's a, there's a picture of somebody in the app. Yep. I just want to be clear, that's not me. No. Even though we're talking about the promo code Barry, <laughs> yeah. but that's actually actor Jamie Foxx. Yes. Often, just so you know. Con- often confused with Matthew We do Barry. get often confused but a not. little bit, but yeah. just I just want to be clear about that. You're hearing promo code Barry at BetMGM, but the picture is actually of Jamie Foxx. It is actor. actually of Jamie Foxx, but that's okay. 
By the way, the one game I forgot, the easy game on the 49ers schedule, yeah. it's against the Commanders. So oh, that's why I wow. forgot it. Yeah, just tucked I away in San Francisco. I don't, think that's a, I don't think that's an easy game. It's not an easy one, but I, they'll be big favorites. I think they will I will think they will win that game, especially because the game's in San Francisco. But uh, I don't think that's an easy game. It's not an easy one. All, All right, right, let's so talk most bet props at BetMGM tonight for 49ers at Seahawks. A lot of Christian McCaffrey to score first touchdown, plus 450. Anytime touchdown score, a minus 165. And over 35 and a half receiving yards. That seems a bit low to me. Minus 120. What's your favorite bet for tonight? Yeah, I mean, look, and there's a reason why the public is on these Christian McCaffrey things because he's the one thing we know, right? We know Seattle's bad against running backs and defense, and we know, like, we're not sure about Brock Purdy's health. We're not sure about Ayuk's usage without Debo Samuel. We know Christian McCaffrey's going to touch the ball and touch the ball a lot in a great matchup, right? In his six full games with the Niners, 22.5% target share. He's getting almost seven targets per game. So to your point about, you know, the juice is only at minus 120 right now, I love the over 35 and a half receiving yards on Chris McCaffrey, right? Again, in the six games with the Niners, he's averaging 48.7 receiving yards. So he, he's beaten this number, right, in four of the last six games. He's gone over this number in four of the six games he's played with San Francisco. And Seattle has allowed over 40 receiving yards to a running back in two of their past three. Yeah, I just, with Purdy being banged up, Give me the over on 35 and a half receiving yards for Chris McCaffrey. Yep, I like it. My best bet tonight, and it's one I say with great sadness because I do love this man, but Geno Smith to throw an interception is minus 150. He said it himself, like he's, he's kind of forcing it. He's been forcing it lately. He had two picks against Carolina. Should have had three. J.C. Horn bobbled one out of yeah, bounds. Yeah. Geno Smith, uh, since week five, leads the league in turnover-worthy plays by PFF. He is throwing it up for grabs. He makes amazing throws, but he is all boom or bust. Like, he puts it up there. He gives his guys a chance. 49 is a very opportunistic defense. I think he'll throw at least one pick tonight. It's also a Thursday night game. And Thursday night games, when teams have to prepare on a short week, it's just it's a little ugly. You know yeah. what I mean? It gets a, it gets a, it gets a little ugly here. Um, if you had to pick one guy for any time touchdown, I think McCaffrey is not at plus money, but are you taking McCaffrey? That's one of the that's one of the positive, you know, that's one of the most bet props on BetMGM. I kind of like McCaffrey for anytime touchdown here. Um, I'd be interested in Ayuk at anytime touchdown. Yeah, plus one thirty on yeah. Brandon Ayuk. I don't mind honestly. I don't mind Ken Walker at minus right. one hundred five. I just think that he's going to be the goal line guy. I think they will score enough. I think Geno gives that offense right. enough of a ceiling. So I don't mind Ken Walker at close to even money. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair. Hey, Love Hate is now up on rotorworld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com. It is, as always, 100% free. So listen, it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So for Jake Croucher, I'm Matthew Berry. We'll see you tomorrow. Good luck in Week 15. Peace out. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. 
for the love of home.